Good morning, Boker Tov. Great to be back together again for our weekly 10 minutes of meaning. The Mesila Sisharim, Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato, the Ramchal, has been able to motivate, inspire, help us envision who we could be and realize that dream to fulfill or to at least advance our potential in this world. We've been going step by step through the formula of Rav Pinchas Ben Yair that the Mesila Sisharim, that the Ramchal elucidates for us. I want to thank our generous sponsors for the series for the year, my dear friends, Hani and Lenny Grunstein, in memory of Hani's beloved father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak, thank you for your generosity, for sponsoring this series, and for so much more. So we began with the Midah of Zihiros, of caution, mindfulness, presence, consciousness, to be thoughtful in everything that we say, in everything that we do, in everywhere we go, in every act, and every behavior. This is an enormously high level. You could get stuck on that first chapter and never get past it. The ability to be roa esanolat and say, what is the outcome? What is the consequence? What is this going to lead to? Is this the right response? Is this the right thing to say? How will this be appreciated, received? How will this land? Is this the right act? What will the repercussions, what will the consequences be? It's an enormously high level. It's the first step. Because before we can talk about how to live in any other meaningful way, we have to cultivate within ourselves the ability to be present in everything that we're doing so that we don't do things that we will regret. Number two, we talked about zerizus, alacrity, zeal, enthusiasm. Don't be lazy and lethargic. Don't procrastinate. Don't do a half-baked job. Don't only give a piece of yourself and don't be minimalistic in life, but rather zerizus, alacrity, enthusiasm. Go pursue it. Go make it happen. Go and get it done. And then we've moved over to the Midah of Nikias, which we've been spending a long time on. I heard a rabbi a sermon from Rosh Hashanah yesterday. Somebody forwarded me. And he characterized in his sermon, I really think in a way that captures what the Ramchal was trying to communicate about the Midah of Nikias. A really, really beautiful way. The Midah of Nikias, the Ramchal says, again, this is really the teaching of Rapinchas ben Yair, the holy Tana of the, of the Talmud who taught that Nikias means to purge from ourselves. Every day we're battling, every day we're struggling, every day we're confronting the imperfections within ourselves, the deficiencies, the challenges, the temptations, the distractions, the appetites. The Midah of Nikias is, how can we, how can we purge, how can we eliminate, how can we conquer in such a way that it's no longer part of the daily battle? No longer part of the daily battle. Whether it's in the area of health and wellness, in our eating habits, whether it's in our sleeping habits, whether it's in our gossiping habits, whether it's in our anger response, whichever area it is, and he's been going through one by one, those and more. So the rabbi I heard said it in the following way, which I really loved. He said, there's the battlefront and there's conquered territory. There's the area of our life which is the battlefront. We're battling. It's a regular battle. There's a battlefront taking place. We're engaged in a war and a battle. And then there's conquered territory. Conquered territory means I won the battle. I conquered the territory. Now, to be clear, conquered territory you also have to defend. Even after you've conquered territory, it needs to be defended. It's not to suggest that any imperfection, deficiency, appetite, temptation in our lives, we can afford to let our guard down and we can afford to assume that we fully conquered it. Even when it's conquered, it needs to be defended because there are opposing forces who want to snatch it from us. But at least we can put it into the column called conquered territory. We're not struggling. It's not part of the daily grind. We're not tempted. It's conquered territory that needs to be defended versus the battlefront that we're engaged in. So in this Midah of Nikias, the Ramchal has been going through one by one the areas that in order to lead a most perfect life, a whole life, to be complete in our lives, we need to move them from the column of the battlefront 
of the daily grind into the column of the conquered territory, into the column of that which, again, we continue to need to defend, but at least we've conquered. And we've gone through many, many different of these midos, and now today we move on to a new one. Perhaps the most pernicious, the one that corrupts, the one that compromises, the one that sabotages our lives the most. We're going to speak now about anger. The Gemara in Shabbos, Kofei, the Rambam in Hilchos Deus quotes that there's a person who gets angry, filled with such rage, who responds with such a, a lashing, who's a fire, that in that moment of rage they've lost themselves. It's as if they are worshipping an idol. What does that mean? It's the person who gets angry when anything goes against the way that they want it. I don't want to be sitting at a red light. I don't want to be delayed in traffic. I don't want you to miss that deadline. I didn't want you to say that. I didn't want you to keep me waiting. I didn't want you to leave the toy in the middle of the floor. I didn't want you to serve milk because I wanted flesheks. I didn't want... The person flies off the handle, loses themselves, responds with rage. Why? Neged ritzono. At the core, at the root of anger is ego. Everything we get angry about, it's because our ego... Our ego had us view the world in such a way that we anticipated, we drew it up, we wanted a certain outcome. We wanted people to respond or say or do certain things, and they didn't comply. We wanted the world, we wanted nature, we wanted, we wanted uh, traffic to be exactly the way we want. And when things don't go according to our plan, when they don't work within exactly the way that we prescribe, we can't take it, we can't reconcile it. And therefore we get angry. Our blood pressure goes up. Our sweat glands begin to pump. Our pulse increases. We get angry because the world's not working exactly the way I want. I didn't want you to say that, do that, go there, respond in that way. I didn't want it to be this way. Anger. Kas. So what happens? Why is it like Avodah Zarah? What is idolatry? Idolatry is worshiping something other than Hashem. We're supposed to live our lives and say everything is according to plan, everything is according to Hashem. The whole world is the way He wants it to be. That doesn't mean we don't hold others accountable. We believe in free will. And if another person is exercising their free will in a way that damages us, we hold them accountable. We don't say if someone rams my car, if someone borrows money and never returns it, ah, let it go, it's Hashem's will. What you do is you say, I'm taking you to court, you owe me compensation, but I'm never going to get angry because it's also Hashem's will. Hashem willed me to be out X money, but you didn't have to be the agent for it, so I'm holding you accountable. Both can happen simultaneously. But you see, when we get angry, when we give in to that urge, that pure emotion that has no intellect, when we lose ourselves and the animal in us comes out by getting angry, by raising our voice, by flying off the handle, by being filled with rage, then we're worshipping something other than God. We're worshipping ourselves. We're worshipping our ego. We need the world to conform to the way we want it to be. That's arrogant. It's ego. At the core, at the root of all anger is ego. That's not to say that there aren't things that we shouldn't be outraged by. Should be outraged by anti-Semitism. We should be outraged by injustice. We should be outraged by people who are corrupt, who take advantage of others. But the outrage should not be an emotional response of anger. It should be a calculated, strategic, intellectual response, which causes us to become activists, to try to change whatever it is that we're outraged by. So we should never have rage, but you can have outrage. You should never have anger, but you can be terribly upset, 
frustrated and therefore be led to action. But a person who gives in to that emotion, a person who reacts with anger or rage, can destroy the whole world. If the power was in his hands. Because, this is so key, the Rabchal understood something hundreds of years ago that psychologists are only understanding today. Scientists who actually map the brain during moments of anger, which I never understood. Like you put someone in an MRI machine and then you show them images that will anger them. How exactly do you see a person's brain waves while they're angry? You get someone angry, then you put them in the MRI machine? I don't know exactly how they do it. But they see today the blood flow, the parts of the brain that light up when you get angry are the animal parts of the brain, the fight or flight parts of the brain. The parts of the brain that are human, that are thoughtful, that are mindful, that are intellectual, that are disciplined, they don't light up when you get angry. In other words, the animal in us takes over, and therefore we act like an animal. We say things we later regret. We do things we need to later repair. We break things that are irreparable, relationships, objects. We, de- we kill deals because somebody angered us, and we lost ourselves, and therefore we, we don't get the outcome that we wanted in a business negotiation or in a relationship that we're trying to reconcile or heal. So Ramchal understood this. He says, The animal part of the brain lights up. You become like a wild beast and you're ready to destroy the world. You'll hurt even the people that you care about most. So that's the emotion of anger. There's no intellect to anger. There's nothing productive about anger. Anger is purely destructive. It purely, purely compromises and destroys. We love Namar and on this Eov said, Torif and when you're angry, you'll violate everything in the world. Gossip, revenge. When you're angry, you're no longer thinking. Anger clouds your judgment. You have no judgment. How many people in anger did things that were self-destructive? They sabotaged their own success, their own happiness, their own finances, their own relationships, their own marriage, all out of anger. Now, what we'll talk about next week, what the Ramchal continues with, or after Sukkot, I should say, we're going to pick it up after Sukkot, what the Ramchal talks about is that you can't allow the anger to rage. Once the anger hits a certain level, it's hard to bring it back. So the strategy, the key to never giving in to anger is to never allow yourself to become angry, to catch it before it happens, to catch yourself before it happens. Yesterday, I found myself being very angry. I was angry. I was angry at someone. I was angry at something. It's very frustrating as we're trying to plan and coordinate the, the minyanim in the community and there's challenges around the community and people you rely on who, who bail on you and don't put the community first. And it's been, it's been challenging, very challenging. I found myself being angry. And even before I saw this and prepared for today, I thought to myself, because I've studied it in the past, I said, why am I getting angry? It's my ego. It's my ego. I had a certain vision. I need everyone to fit into the way I want. And I still believe it is what's correct and it is what's virtuous and I wish they would. But I can't get angry about it. It is what it is. And I have to focus on what I need to do. And you know what? Leave the judging to God in these 10 days of repentance. God is the judge. Let him do the judging. We don't need to put our energy into the judging. Focus on what we need to do. But when we give into that anger, it distracts us. I felt my heart rate increasing. I felt myself getting sick heartache over the thing I was angry about. The people or the person has absolutely no clue. They're not suffering. The only one suffering is me. And I realized just how foolish, just how foolish. Let go of the anger. The anger is driven by ego. Stop worshiping yourself and your vision of the world and needing everyone to conform 
and let go and let God, let HaKadosh Baruch whose vision be the one that carries the day. Catch the anger before it reaches the point of no return. Don't allow the animal part of the brain to light up. Continue to be uniquely human. Move anger from the area of the battlefront to the conquered territory that we become the type of person who's slow to anger, who doesn't get angry. We'll pick up with this after Sukkot. Uh, the next, the Ramchal is now going to characterize different personalities. Slow to anger and slow to um, and slow to recover. Someone who's slow to anger but quick to, to recover. Some, so on and so forth. We'll go through them one by one. Until then, have a Gemar Chasimatova. Join us 845 for Living with Amuna. Join us tonight. We're going behind the bima with Judge Alvin Hellerstein, a federal judge from New York, talking to a judge about how to prepare for becoming before the judge on Yom Kippur. It's going to be fantastic. 9 o'clock tonight. Shabbat Shuvah Drasha. This Motzei Shabbos, 830. Have a wonderful week. Gemar Chasimatova. Stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.